Pastor Wells, won't you come? Uh, this is my pastor. This is the man that uh, nurtured me and challenged me, encouraged me, strengthened me in my faith. And uh, he's a dear brother to me in the Lord. And I look at him as my father figure spiritually. And uh, let's welcome him as he comes. Amen. God is good. Amen. Good looking crowd out there this morning. Except maybe the front row over here. <laughs> it's good to be here in the house of the Lord. And uh, the longest I ever preached, I think, was an hour and a half. I probably won't preach that long today because I know you all like to go eat. If you got your Bible, turn with me to Matthew chapter 16. And I'm going to start reading at verse 13. It's wonderful to be here in this beautiful building. About 21 years ago, I guess it was about that time, Brother Ronnie. Brother Ronnie and I drove all over this area. We drove down by the river. Every building that was empty, we looked at. And we found this one up here. And we felt this would be a good place to build a church. And here 20 years later, look at what God has done in this congregation, reaching out to the community, serving this community, seeing lives changed by the power of God, and there's nothing better than that. So give your pastors a, a hand this morning. We appreciate them. Amen. Amen. Sister Leslie was never going to go to a Pentecostal church. She was never going to date an old man. But she did bring me two double cheeseburgers plain all the time. And Sister Robin made me cinnamon rolls, so I lost them. So now I don't get anything unless I get it myself. But they're wonderful people. Ben and Leslie, they just... They just, I, I remember the night when Brother Ben gave his heart to Jesus Christ. What a time that was. To see people really get saved and born again by the power of God. And to see this wonderful building here and to see what you're all doing. I'm going to preach this morning about on this rock I'll build my church. You know what, there's nothing, you know this building is not a church. How many of you know this building is not a church? The people are the church. This building provides a place to worship, but it's not the church. You and I are the church, and Jesus is our way. Jesus is the one that we look to. Reading here, when Jesus came into the coast of Caesarea Philippi, he asked his disciples, saying, Whom do men say that I am, that say that I, the Son of God, Son of Man am? And they said, Some say that thou art John the Baptist, some Elias, and others Jeremiah's, or one of the prophets. He saith unto them, But whom say you that I am? And Simon Peter answered and said, Thou art the Christ, the Son of the living God. And Jesus answered and said unto him, Blessed art thou, Simon Barjona, for flesh and blood hath not revealed it unto you, but by my Father which is in heaven. And I say also unto you, thee, that thou art Peter, and upon this rock I will build my church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. And I will give unto thee the keys of the kingdom of heaven, 
And whatsoever thou shalt bind on earth shall be bound in heaven. And whatsoever thou shalt loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. Father, thank you for your word, the power that's in this word. Bless your servant's lips for a few minutes that I might say something to help or to encourage this congregation. Amen. On this rock, I love that. On this rock, I will build my church. And the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. You know what? That's enough to shout about right there. That, that's, that there's enough preaching to save the world if people would listen to what the Bible says. You know, I want to brag on your worship team. I've been in churches with 5,000 people, 6,000 people even, and they've not had as good a worship as you have here. This is a great worship team. I tell you, you are blessed to have them here at Bethesda. And always remember this. Every church doesn't have a spiritual leadership that will provide what we need to grow and flourish in God. You know, you don't just grow by accident. Amen? You grow by somebody feeding you the Word. And I know that Pastor Ben and Pastor Leslie will feed you the Word. Every week you will receive the Word. You will get the Word. Now what you do with the Word is up to you. You can receive the Word or you can reject the Word. Now you can go today to where they're going to have the dinner and you can leave full or you can leave hungry. It's your choice. Amen? How many of you know? It's your choice. You go, you eat if you want to. If you don't, you, you can't complain if you go hungry. When you come to church and the Word is giving you and feeding you, if you receive it, it will build you. But if you don't, you'll go and say, Oh, church was bad this morning. It was lousy. The music was too loud. The preaching wasn't any good. Because of your heart. Every church that I've ever been to, and I used to travel as an evangelist, and every church goes through some hard times. Every church goes through some times when it seems like everything is collapsing. <coughs> you know why this church is still going? Because when Sister Gartha planted it, she planted it on the Word of God. And she believed God. Sister Gartha was a, was a prayer warrior. I, I met her after she came back from Rod Parsley's uh, Bible school. And we met on this property here. And we prayed over this property. And, and we, uh, we helped, you know, get the, the thing started to get it into the assemblies of God to buy the property and whatever. And Sister Gartha was a woman of faith. She was a woman that believed God and trusted God. And her and just a few women begin to pray and seek God. And then they come up on this property. And they said, here we can build a church. Here we can have a place where the people of Vanceburg can come in and hear the gospel. <coughs> you have to excuse me. I've had a bout with hay fever. <laughs> there ain't no hay around, but I'm <laughs> they say it's hay fever, Pastor. And I'll tell you. When a church is built on the rock, when the church is started right, when the church is built on prayer and fasting and seeking God, that church will have ups and downs. It will go through trials and tribulations. But you know what? That church will stand strong and be a light into a community. And the community will say, there's people up there on that hill. They've got faith. 
They might not like you. They might not like your religion. They might not like that you are Pentecostal. They might not like that you speak in tongues. But when they're in trouble, who do they call? When heartbreak comes, who do they call? When, they, when they're dying of cancer, who do they call? They call somebody with faith. That's good. Amen. Cool water. I know you'd like to have a drink, but I ain't sharing it. Amen. <laughs> I want you to think about this a minute. I, I see some of you that I know and some that I don't know. Some of you, it's been a while since I preached down here, but I've seen what you have done on this property. I see how that this ch- we're not just sitting here and saying, okay, we've got a building. we got some people. That's it. No, as long as there's one soul lost in Lewis County, Ben and Leslie will be here preaching the word. And if they leave, God will send somebody else in. Until if, as long as there's a soul in Lewis County that's lost, we need to pray for them. We need to pray that God would just deliver them and set them free from their sin and send them into the house of God and let them cry out to God. And when they cry out to God, He will answer them. On this rock. Jesus said, Whatsoever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven. Whatsoever things you loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. That gives us encouragement that we know. I, I, don't, I don't know about you, but I've seen uh, great healings. How many of you have seen great healings, miracles of healings? You've seen cancer healed. I've been there as a young man when they cut the cast off of people. They'd cut them off their arms and their legs where it was broken, and you know what? They'd be healed. I know a pastor, he's dead now, that he took 37 pills a day. He was a epileptic or whatever you call that. And he had all these things wrong with him. One night in a tent meeting, God touched him and healed him. The rest of his life, he never had to take a pill. Now you think about that. That's what God can do. You know, we, I, I have a son. It's a miracle. We couldn't have a baby. My wife laid in... In uh, UK or Ohio State Hospital up there, whatever it is, uh, up in Columbus, the hospital, she had gangrene set up where she had had a miscarriage. They had to take body parts off. She couldn't have a child. (laughs) This morning, my son is on the platform playing the guitar. His wife is the song leader and the and the keyboard thing and my granddaughter comes down during altar calls and plays the drums and my grandson is excelling all that because God gave us a child you're too late to tell me that miracles don't happen you're too late to tell me that God doesn't save. You're too late to tell me that God doesn't heal. You're too late to tell me that God doesn't deliver because He said, on this rock I'll build my church. 
We wonder, we doubt God sometimes. We think, God, can you do this? God, how can we build this church? How can we build the kingdom? By loving people. By caring for people. Don't matter what they look like, love them. Show the love of Christ to them. Let them know that, you know, I told a, I told a group the other day, I can't remember where it was at, and I said, you know, people, I, I was preaching a funeral, and during my funerals in, in West Virginia, every time I preach a funeral in West Virginia, there'll be 30 or 40 people there on drugs, and many of them sell drugs. I preach because that's where I was raised in that area up there. And it's hit hard on drugs. And I said, some of you all, you look at me and you think, well, you're always good. You're always a nice guy. I said, just ask some of the people in this congregation what I was like when we used to run the streets together. But I want to tell you something. You're too late to tell me that God can't come down and deliver you from drugs and alcohol and anything else. Our God is greater than our sin. You haven't done anything that God will not forgive you for. Amen. You might be here and you're thinking, I've done things that I shouldn't. Who hadn't? I told them, you know, when I were in my early life, I went to church. I've become a teenager and a heathen. Amen. Anybody remember your teen years when you were rebellious and you was a heathen and, and you didn't want to do what was right, but you had somebody praying for you and somebody touched the throne of heaven for you. Somebody touched heaven's gate for you and one day you gave your heart to Jesus. Why? Because somebody loved you enough to pray for you. I had a praying grandmother. My grandmother used to embarrass, I, she used to embarrass me. Teenager, going to junior high school, walking by her house with her friends, with my friends, and my grandma would be sitting out there crocheting. And she, she'd say, are you boys saved? Are you, are, are you boys going to heaven? <laughs> Amen. It embarrasses. Go to tent meeting. I was in a tent meeting one, or actually in the theater building one time, and uh, the, my grandmother gave the preacher an amen. He said, after service, see me, I'm going to give you a dollar. After service, my grandmother went to get her dollar because she was raised in a time. Your word was your bond. Our word should be our bond because we're in this church this glorious church, this heaven-bound church. Oh, God, we're in this church. We're in the body of Christ. We're in the body of believers that we can, we can, all things are possible to them that believe. Nothing is impossible to them that will believe God. But you got to understand something. You are the church. This building is nice, but it's not the church. We, we fall in love with the building, but the building has no meaning except it's a place where we gather. We, we gather in here and we praise God and we worship God. But then we go out to where that we're needed out into a world. You, some of you today will go to a restaurant or someplace 
and you'll meet somebody that needs a good word, that needs somebody to smile at them. And remember, you're the church. You're the living church. You're the breathing church. You're the walking church. You've got legs. And you go someplace and you say, thank you, have a great day. I was supposed to pick old Ernie up on Route 7, and I thought I was going to pick him up on Route 10. I drove all the way to Vanceburg. Couldn't find Ernie. <laughs> Finally, I got service, and I called him and said, where are you at? He said, I'll just go, I'll just go back and go to, go to our church and race. And I said, no. I said, I'm coming back. i got plenty of time. We, we, I, I'll get you. And so I go back, and I get him, and, uh, and, and we come down here to church because, you know, I, I wanted him to come with me, and, and I didn't want to. I, I got him a sausage, egg, and cheese biscuit and a, and a, 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 a juice, and I didn't want to eat it and drink it. Amen. <laughs> Amen. How many of you love Jesus? Amen. You know, when our heart's right, and we, you know, we, 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 we see so many people just so judgmental because somebody don't look like we look like. I mean, everybody can't be pretty and have no hair like Pastor Ben and them. You know, the Lord only made a few good heads and the rest of them be covered with hair. Amen. How many of you still love Jesus? How many of you believe in God for something today? You're, maybe it's a loved one. You, you know, I, I don't, Lewis County, I'm sure, is like Greenwood County. So many drugs, so many overdoses. How many of you got somebody today that you know of that's on drugs and your heart's breaking for them because you see what drugs does to people. You see how far it drags them down. Let me tell you a story about a, a man that I preached his funeral about two weeks ago. He had... I'd known him since he was a baby in diapers. I'd already buried his mom and dad. And this young man had got up and gotten drugs and got in prison. This young man got out of prison. He was clean from drugs. He had 50 rental units that he had rented out. He had that many more that they were working on. He had a crew. That's, that, that's all they did was fix houses. As soon as he'd get them fixed, they would... Uh, they would rent them out. He had a, a little car lot. He had two trucks, food trucks in the summer that goes out and makes a lot of money in the summer. He had a, a waterproofing company that went out and waterproofed people. He had uh, people's basements. He had, a, he had all that together. He had a nice wife. But you know what happened? One day or one evening in his garage, he decided... I'm going to do drugs again. When he did drugs, that was the last thing that he did. They went and found him dead in his garage. Everything to look forward to. A, man, a young man, I think it was about 47 years old or something like that, had got his life together, was doing right, but yet one more trip with the drugs and he was dead. Another young man, I just last Friday... I preached his funeral. Knew him since he was a baby in diapers. Decided life wasn't worth living anymore. 
and took a gun and killed himself. I'm telling you this because, folks, you don't know who's hurting. You don't know who is maybe in desperation. They're smiling on the outside, but on the inside, they're hurting. And remember this, on this rock, I'll build my church. What's, what's the church full of? I heard somebody say one time, there was somebody smoking outside the church. I'm not going to go in that church because somebody outside smoking. They said, well, we're glad you didn't go inside because in there you're going to find prostitutes and drug dealers and alcoholics and everything else. You know what? All set free by the power of God. We all were something, but we're not because now we're a child of the Most High God. His royal blood now flows through our veins, and we don't have to be ashamed of the gospel. I'm not ashamed of the gospel because it's the power of God and the salvation. And if you and I will just look out, there's a world out there hurting, and they're waiting for somebody to just love them. You know, my heart breaks. I was raised in Huntington. Huntington was a good city. It was a clean city. But today, it's drug capital. I think one night they had 26 overdoses. Who's going to reach them? When Sister Gartha had a vision to come to Lewis County to start a church, you know what started? It started a soul-saving salvation place, a place where people could come, where people could come just like they are and find the love of God and the love of God that passes all understanding. You know, sometimes we'll say, praise the Lord, Give Him the best praise you can. Uh, bless the Lord and all that. And I think, how can I bless the Lord? I don't know the words to bless Him. I don't know the words to show Him that I love Him. So all I can say is, Lord, I love you. Lord, I wish I had the vocabulary to tell you how much I love you. But I am not that intelligent. And I don't know anyone that is to know how to praise a God that will save a soul. You know, I've, many times I've seen more than 20 at one time come to give their heart to Jesus. Sometimes people, they, they don't like my preaching because I focus not on prophecy, not on the future. When I'm preaching, I'm preaching that somebody's heart will change. That somebody will say, I'm tired of living this way. You know, have you ever been tired of living the way you was living and all of a sudden Jesus came and set you free? And you're free like a bird. You can dance and shout and praise God. Oh, glory. Pastor, I guess it's about time to start wrapping it up, isn't it? Just give me a few more minutes. I've got the mic. Oh, Leslie. I love this girl. She's, 
she, she used to be mean to me. Uh, still mean to some of you. But I remember when she came to our church, oh, Lord. <laughs> but you know what? Look at her. What a, what a worship leader. What a, a tie for God. What a tire Ben is. Ronnie and Robin pastored this church. And, uh, Brother, Brother Robinson pastored here for a while. His wife died a few months ago. Roger Wireman. Sister Sarton. Her precious husband died here not too long ago. I want to ask you this today. If you'd die today, where would you spend eternity? Would you spend it with the Lord or you spend it in a place of torment called hell? It's your choice. See, I can't make the choice for you. When my son was not doing right, I couldn't save him. There's nothing I could do. But one night he came to a revival meeting and gave his heart to Jesus Christ. All of us have a past. Might be a little shady. But you know what? In Christ, our future is bright. And if you're ready to meet the Lord, you are a blessed individual. You are an individual that's unique to this world because there's more lost than there are saved. And as long as there's a lost person, the church is reverent for the day. On this rock, Jesus said, I'll build my church. Gates of hell, you don't have a chance. You know why? Because it was started the right way. And that's why 20 years later, it's still a light to the community. Would you bow your heads and pray with me for just a moment? Father, I'm thankful, Lord, for every person here. I'm thankful for the opportunity to preach to them, Lord. I pray that, Lord, my words have helped somebody. I see several in this congregation, Lord, that I've known for years, and I appreciate them. Others I've just met today, but it doesn't make any difference. And, Lord, I can't see their hearts, but you can. And my prayer today is if they're unsaved, if they've never accepted Jesus, that as we're praying that they would get up and come down here and give their heart and life to Jesus. Lord, because nothing is better than seeing someone saved, someone set free from the powers of darkness and break Satan's hold on their lives. Amen. Every head bow just a moment. And I won't call you out, but I'll just ask you something. If you're not ready to meet Jesus... Would you raise your hand and say, just signify to pray for me. If you're not ready to meet Jesus. All right, it looks like we're all saved. That's good. Thank you, Jesus. Give the Lord some praise. Give him a hand clap. Give him a, give him a shout that we're all ready to meet Jesus. I, that's very unusual to see a crowd of this many people and they're all saved. Isn't that great? Look at your neighbor and say, I'm glad you're saved.
Amen. Amen. What will we do without the Lord? <laughs> Somebody said, if you miss heaven, you miss all. No, you don't. <laughs> oh, glory. You go into a place of torment. We don't even like to talk about that place. But I appreciate your pastor so much. I appreciate Brother Ben Collier and Sister Leslie and all you fine folks. And I just thank you today for being here. And I hope that maybe I said something that might help you in your walk for Jesus. Pastor. What a joy to get to hear my pastor preach. I hope I hope you guys want to listen to me as much as I want to listen to him. And I know Brother Ronnie and Sister Robin got to listen to him for years. And it's just a joy to get to hear your pastor preach. Especially when it's been several years, I think, uh, when me and Leslie left Graceland Church to go to Middlesboro in 2007, I believe. And I've heard him two or three times preach since then. And I miss it because i got a love for him. Uh, distance doesn't matter the whole time I was in Middlesbrough I could call him and lean on him he'd tell me give me advice Leslie would call Sister Ann all the time pray for Sister Ann uh, pastor's wife if you can too and just full of wisdom and appreciating it. Brother Ronnie and Rob, Sister Robin came all the way from Oklahoma City that's a long way away <laughs> so we're glad you got to come as well 